Hello, and welcome to Sono Podcast Nosodome, the fate of that podcast, where I'm begging my family on my knees to watch all of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure with me. I'm Vane Tazetta. I'm Russell Cooper. I'm Herb. And we just finished watching uh, part two, episodes three and four, Battle Tendency. Uh, this one was uh, was a little difficult for me to watch, to be because honest. Because the Nazis? Yeah, there was like a lot of not making the Nazis bad. Yeah, they, I really, they do really, I don't like it. I don't like that they make Stroheim be this like cool, brave guy and like it's not good um no however it's very it's very uncomfortable for uh to watch to be honest um yeah however i do want you to know right off the bat that uh the pillar man's name is santana yeah if you did not pick up on that because the translations and the subtitles were um oh they were saying sant viento yes he is santana after santana and oh, and the guy who attacked him in the desert was Donovan. <laughs> I don't know why they changed that one. That's just a guy's name. Because Dono Donobang was really good. It's really funny, is the thing. Yeah. Um, but what did and we think of? Uh, the first question I had was, so if he wants to get information out of him, which is kind of what he said, then why is he trying to kill him? Don't think like, about it too much. He attacked him with a knife, the like first thing, and a cactus. And yeah, oh, that cactus was painful. <laughs> yeah, was I think I think Dad made a couple comments. I think Dad may have had a very bad experience with a cactus in his past. Mm. Well, um, he, yeah, yeah. ever been pricked by a cactus? <laughs> Any experience Vin, with a cactus is a bad experience with a cactus. Vane, you had a question. I just wanted to know what we thought of. Um, the fight and Santana's powers and the fucking body horror ass shit and Joseph's very good and cool hair barrier. Oh, yep. I do like the hair barrier. You know, I thought it was a good fight. Uh, I, I thought that the idea of getting absorbed uh, so that he could attack him from the inside was very smart. Just did, yeah. I didn't like Stroheim being the hero. Yeah. Did not it, he doesn't deserve that. He it, he doesn't and I wish I could say the Nazi stuff got better, but we meet some more characters who become more important, so it's fine. We'll make up for lost time. It's not it wasn't really like an edge of your seat battle, but I think it was definitely very very cool and interesting and unique in a way I like. I like the stupid contortionism. Yeah, when he goes into the vent ducts. And they're like, this is only four centimeters wide. And then they get their uh, 1930s uh, security footage on the film reel that somehow has a dynamic <laughs> camera angle that follows him, but also had to be developed on a film reel. Right. Yeah, I <laughs> noticed that. And I also noticed that when the film ended... It, it was just showing a still image of the room, but there was no more film. So that was <laughs> that was good. It's very good. <laughs> I think the whole battle is very is very um what's the word? It's a my it's a, a microcosm of all of JoJo, which is it's a fight about men wanting to be inside of each other. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, yeah, then. the um when they were testing him out, they were doing an experiment with the the other prisoner, and that was so erotic. It yeah, it's bad. It's just two two big beefy men uh taking just each sucking other on each other's necks. Yeah, yep, just 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 getting in there, getting right up in there. That's how gay sex works, I think, is um, you, you sort of morph your bodies together in an amalgamation. If that's how I've been doing it, I might have been doing it wrong this whole time. <laughs> well, you are my you only get... insight to the matter, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so far, and it's interesting, this JoJo almost seems like he's much more powerful than the last JoJo. Because the thing is... And, and I think you may have mentioned it. He's not only has like the whole Haman power and mastered, but he's also like smart, like the whole thing about like predicting what people are going to say and figuring stuff out. Like the last Jojo was kind of like he was just sort of a brute and he was like good at fighting, but and a big heart. But yeah. well, I, I mean, don't that's think fine. But yeah. yeah, I don't think Jonathan would have been like, oh. It's high noon. If he tackles me into the well, the sun will be above him and reflecting off the water and he will still hit the sunlight. Like Jonathan wouldn't have thought of that. He'd just be like, oh, big man hit big man with big sword. <laughs> right. You know, so in that sense, it makes these Jojo, this Jojo, these fights more interesting. But on the other hand, it also um, kind of like the problem you always have with the um with a suspension of disbelief, which is like, mm-hmm. you know, he's almost too powerful. And the smarter the character, the bigger the asshole solutions to problems get. These mm. fucking galaxy brain characters who think of things that, like, no human being would have ever been able to think of uh, because of how reality works and thinking works. I also, I like that this guy is so strong and effective, like, just completely not being in touch with, like, being a JoJo. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Like we said before, he has not formally studied Hamon training in his life, but he could somehow rip a fistful of hair off a guy's head and use it to block, like, fucking machine gun fire from a guy's fingers. Uh, That's pretty fucking dope, if that's your baseline. Yeah, he breathes really well. (laughs) He's so good at breathing. I'm trying to think about what else. I spent most of these two episodes being really pissed off about the Nazi stuff. Yeah. This is around when, on my first watch, I did start to fall off. Because I was like, ugh, I really can't fucking do this right now. Uh, And so this is around when it did lose me. Yeah, Um, it's... We're going to keep going through it, but... I'm I'm glad. And it's only in part two, obviously. Because then we time skip again and... I mean, there's still Nazis. There's still Nazis in 2021, but they're not important in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure anymore. Good. I uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that they get over that a little bit. Yeah. I just clicked out of my notes. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, yeah. I think the Japanese have always had like a problematic relationship with the Nazis. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. Um, yeah. And then there's also we get the double whammy of of all the Nazi content, and then our delicious uh ha 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 big big man in a dress uh funny funny trans misogyny joke uh funny joke time thing in the same episode and it's just like a one-two punch on both sides of your fucking skull yeah and uh yeah i wrote about that one too that that whole thing was just really problematic yeah from from start to finish 
Let's raise the mood a little bit though, because there <laughs> yes, was please. one there was one special move that Santana used that I thought was so good. What? Was it Meat Invade? It absolutely was Meat Invade. Meat Invade, yes. I think that's um I don't know if that wins out against Space Ripper Stingy Eyes for like naming convention, but it's an extremely good one. I really, really enjoyed it. I was very, very happy to to see it. <laughs> It got its own little box, just like all the <laughs> attacks do, and it was very good, and I appreciated it. I love Meat Invade. <laughs> I love Meat Invade, quote, Russell Cooper. Yes. <laughs> um, As a I, vegan, I uh, am not so thrilled by Meat Invade. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I kind of really did like the moment where uh, Santana is like, are all humans this powerful, or is it just this one? So he just starts fingering, fingering uh, Speedwagon's head. Yeah, he sticks like four fingers into his face. And it's just this, the the like I said, the the eroticism here is just off the fucking charts. Yeah, this guy's got some stuff that he needs to like really self search. Okay, yeah, I mean, I've if co- you were if yeah. you were frozen in a pillar for two thousand years, I think you'd be a little horny too when you got out. <laughs> Oh, I meant the I meant the writer. Oh, yeah. Well, we know that. I, I kept joking with one of my friends that we're gonna like we're gonna write a psychoanalysis book about Iraqi and just really dig deep on like the Freudian meanings of absolutely everything in JoJo. I think that would be such a fun project. I would read it and make a podcast about it. <laughs> That's meta. Uh, of course, you know what kind of got me is he was wondering are all humans like this and meanwhile he's surrounded by all those dumb nazis who he just yeah he just killed so many people okay uh fucking fucking actually santana is an ally because he did kill a lot of nazis yeah no (laughs) joe i'm i'm more upset with jojo than i am with santana yeah yeah, I mean, jo- JoJo's, you know, I know I've met these people in real life before who were like, hmm, well, I don't agree with the Nazis, but uh, I that that's a guy I could share a brew with. He says something, JoJo says something like, we might view things differently, but I respect you, Stroheim, or something like yeah. that. And it's like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. Don't, oh yeah, don't know about that one, Joseph Joestar. Let me see what else I was thinking about. Oh, that I could... have one. Yeah. Happy, fun, nice to meet you, man. Yeah, yeah. I fucking, what a delightful character. I think a shonen protagonist busting in to attack this evil villain and just pulling that and doing the fucking pulling off your thumb trick. Like, I, I adore that. <laughs> yeah, I did really, really like all both of those things. It was a good exchange. He's like, well, he he can't possibly be evil. All he did was kill Nazis. Uh, the, hey, hey, man, what's up? Let's be friends. He, he went in with the right idea. Yeah. <laughs> Any thoughts, Dad, on anything? Yeah, I don't know. It, there's, like, a lot to absorb. Um, of course, I'm always, like, you know, questioning just about everything I see, which is, I know, it's always a problem. I mean, you know, my biggest question is, you know, you have these pow- apparently more than one these powerful beings who came to Earth and just can't deal with the sun. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I guess you can kind of manage that, but it does seem to make you very vulnerable. Well, yeah. do we know for sure that they're not from Earth? Oh, well, that's I don't true. Think they said that. That's yeah, that's true. But whatever it is, these beings that came into existence somehow. 
you know, and completely managed to avoid the sun. I, I mean, clearly that's how they got the guy in the pillow in the first place. But you, 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 you the nighttime is there's this thing that's like half of the day uh, where it's nighttime. And well, the sun's sure. Not there. But then you have to deal with you have to be hanging out that whole other half of the day, you know? And yeah. Well, none of the stores are going to be open and you're and right. you're an immortal, um, pow- more powerful than a vampire. And but and you need you need to go to pick something up at uh, at the Walgreens, but they close at nine. Well, you can always find like a 7-Eleven, probably. If you ascribe to the hollow earth theory, it makes more sense. That's true. They could go inside the hollow earth. Uh, yes, they, the yes, they could go inside the hollow earth. There's if you if that's your beliefs, then there's like little cities down there which probably have Starbucks. You know, it's probably not that bad. I think I think the Pillar Men actually did come from Hollow Earth. I think that uh, is sorry for spoiling that for you guys, uh, but the Pillar Men did come from Hollow Earth. I mean, that would make a lot of sense and answer a lot of questions. <laughs> it would probably answer more questions than what actually does. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, no. Well, again, you know, that's the thing about, like, you know, serial comics. You yeah. know, you can pretty much pull anything out of your ass at any time. And, and that's that's sort of something, I, th- I think I've mentioned this before, but something that's always been interesting to me about the way manga gets written in general, right? And I think American comic books get written this way, too, sometimes. But it's not like, quote-unquote, graphic novels or regular books and TV shows and stuff where you're writing the whole story at once and editing that and then putting it out. Uh, Whereas with this, you're writing one chapter at a time, getting that specific chapter edited, and you keep going. I don't—as far as I know, maybe I'm wrong. You can correct me if I'm wrong— not you guys, the greater you, but I'm, you know, I don't think manga gets, like, outlined to that same degree. I think it's very more about editing the serialized chapter that we've just written, so mm-hmm. it it really leaves you open It's it, to go in any fucking direction. It's it like, reminds you know, me and of sometimes the, no direction. And, and sometimes no direction. Yeah. It reminds me of, like, playing a tabletop RPG. Like a I would think of something even simpler. If you've ever played that game, I don't know if little kids still play it, where you, like you draw the top part of a body and then you fold it over. Oh yeah, and someone has to continue. Course. Yeah, it's pretty much yeah, it fits together, but like <laughs> you, know. you, you you sew it together at the end. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I just keep thinking forward about like things that are going to happen later in part two that I'm very excited about. So I'm I'm able I'm probably able to keep myself more mentally engaged than you are because I'm like oh oh when that that when that happens and when that guy shows up oh oh <laughs> yeah well because you know the redemption of yeah. the uh the series and everything yeah like I I, I, I really really don't <laughs> I still feel though that like thinking back to part one mm-hmm. I feel like there's still Crazy as it is, there's still a lot fewer opportunities where we're saying, well, what the hell was that, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's almost – the story's like, carrying uh-huh. itself forward a little better. There's – yeah, there's crazy oh, stuff happening, crazy. but there's – right? There's stuff that's, like, sort of keeping you more interested and you're not stopping so much to say, you know, what he did makes no sense. You know what I was saying in the very beginning about about the the series microdosing you? That's what you're that's the that's what you're currently experiencing. Oh, you think you're, so? You're in you're in the early phases of taking slightly bizarre things and being like, "Okay, that's weird, but" 
and it, it, the, the stakes are going to keep increasing under your nose, and then eventually one day, I don't know, midway through part three, you'll have an epiphany, and you'll be like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck has been happening this whole time? I'm oh, really yeah. glad that we're watching it in small doses like this, two episodes once a week, because I would not be able to binge this, and I would have given up. Uh See, see, that's the thing, is after my first uh, failed running start at watching JoJo, I finished the rest of the entire series, parts one through five, maybe like three weeks, four weeks. I was very depressed at the time, and I really just uh, went into... I only exist in the realm of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure mode for a little while, and I think it ruined my brain a bit. Oh, I was going to ask if it helped. I, it might have. It, it, I can't tell if it made it the experience better or worse, uh, and there's no way for me to know in hindsight. But I'm sure it made it bizarre. <laughs> but you know, the the, the what was interesting though is. These particular two parts that we watched, it kind of ends at a point. An arc finished at the end of, of this, what was it, 14? Whatever we just watched. Oh, um, 13. 13. Yeah. yeah. So 13 kind of ends sort of at the end of sort of a sub-arc. Because now you kind of see, oh, just like this whole new thing where they're going to go to the Vatican or whatever. So <laughs> it's kind of a good stopping point. <laughs> I, I wish so, they went uh, to the fucking Vatican. Oh, well, you said Rome, but I was assuming you've got to go to the Vatican if you're going to Rome. I mean, uh, I that wish would be the perfect. Pope was a JoJo. Oh, uh, my God, the muscle Pope. The muscle Pope. Oh, I bet if I Google that right now, I'll get like 80 DeviantArt links of like a thousand people who've already drawn muscle Pope. I can't <laughs> believe they didn't go in that direction on this show. They could have. And there's a lot of Italy. There's some Italy in part two, and then all of part five takes place in Italy. And I'm sure that the Italy is going to be as authentic as the England. Uh, yeah, and I guess and the New York and the New York. And I, I think I think the creator just has a thing about like that part of Europe because um, in the part four live action movie, part four. Excuse takes place... me. <sighs> we can watch that later. In um, the what? The, the the live action adaption movie they did of the first couple episodes of part four that flopped miserably but was so delightful. Oh my god! Um, yes, I got to watch a few minutes of that. So it part was, four uh... takes place in like a small suburban Japanese town, and the live action movie takes place in Spain, in like a beautiful Spanish <laughs> village with all these like elaborate castles like on the seaside. And the, like all the signs and stuff are in Japanese, but it it is it is Spain. It, it is very obviously Europe and not Japan. And nobody mentions can, it, and it's hysterical. Can we do uh like a special with this? Yeah, oh, yeah. After we watch part four, obviously. But yeah, I, no, I, we I, can I, we can catch completely up. Uh, that's fine. But at some point, we do need to do it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I watched it with uh, with my friend, and we just we had a howl and hoot at it. The CGI was not as bad as I expected, though. No, but, you know, the thing is, it was like all the ridiculousness of the story, but without the beautiful, you know, anime art. Yeah, yes. so it, it was just a bunch of men in weird outfits with, uh, like, animated characters fighting each other. <laughs> 
And they couldn't have possibly made them as hot as musk and muscular as in the anime. I was going to ask about the muscles. Over the course of the series, the men kind of start to deflate a bit. <laughs> like, by part five, everyone's a twink, pretty much. Oh. <laughs> it's just, they just sort of, you know, like like a balloon very slowly losing air. The, the muscles, the, the anchor arms that everyone's wearing just kind of had a leak in them. That was a good I- reference. I, I I would love to um, interview the uh, the artist and sort of find out what was behind that. I I I want to pick his brain about so many goddamn things. Yes. Have there been any published interviews where people went into that depth of it? Questions. I don't think people have asked about that in particular. We should maybe draft an email. <laughs> A strongly worded letter uh, regarding uh, your psychological state. <laughs> Maybe we can get him on the show. <laughs> that would with be all of our with all of our listeners. Yeah, that would be quite an accomplishment. Well, wait, wait, uh, wait. that should we be our goal. By we the don't time know we're at this point what our listener base is going to be. You know, my friends could, right now. Um, we could just take off, and it, he, it could end up being a thing. You don't know. By the time we finish part five, um, and part six starts airing, we will have Iraqi on this show. I'm 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 putting it on my vision board. I'm manifesting it. That is what will happen. Okay, I'll do it too. <laughs> I want it. I want it. I think that it would be good content, and I think it would be beneficial for both parties. Yes, I think um, I'm I'm I I have my doubts that this man has ever spoken to a therapist because I know both the uh the state of and culture around mental health care in Japan is not very good. But I, I would love, I, I think, I think it would be eludicating. Elucidating? Fuck off! Fuck off! <laughs> Do I like your word better? Cut that out! Of course, yeah, it's cut out right now. I'm cutting yeah, it right no, now. You're fixing that in post and definitely not keeping that in. Look, being a himbo is my image. I'm leading into it. Good. Leaning into it. God. Fuck. Fuck. God. <laughs> Sorry. You're fine. If you didn't say it, Twitter would have. So, Russell, do you have any other miscellaneous notes? I was going to take... Yes, Yes, I do. So, we don't usually record this uh, this early in the day, I feel. So, this was the first thing that I did today. I woke up, uh, (laughs) I played with the dog a little bit, uh, made a cup of coffee... And turned on JoJo. And it was an incredibly gruesome way to start my day. (laughs) It was, you know, I realized when the guy's jaw falls off Mm -hmm. that this is not what I like to do in the morning. I Yeah, I mean, yeah, we we do usually record in the evenings, maybe around like 6 p.m. And we did start recording at like 11 so it, it it I mean like I'm des- I'm completely desensitized but I'm sure dad's not holding up so great from it either. Oh no, I'm I'm definitely fine. I think it's as bad in the evening as it is in the morning. Yeah. But I I understand Russell's feelings, you know, Russell is a more sensitive soul and uh but uh Russell's but, an empath. Yes, we'll make sure we'll know not to do this anymore and <laughs> you know even if we have to go to midnight we're just no mornings uh with Jojo. I don't know. I think watching it in the middle of the night is the optimal setup, probably. Yeah, I mean, I think I like that, too. 
And I also have to say that Mornings with JoJo would be a great name for a pot, for an alternate podcast. Or like like a talk show. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, that would be an idea. You could do a podcast where you're interviewing JoJo. You could yeah. do it like at, you could view the episodes, but you could interview him about his experiences in the episode. Yeah, fuck fuck having a Rocky on this show. I'm gonna have Joseph Joestar on the show. If we could get maybe the voice actor, that would be cool. <laughs> oh, and by the way, I know you can't tell us now, but I'm really interested in finding out what the first names of the rest of the generations are going to be. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's spoilers for me to tell you, but if you'd rather it be a uh, no, a, a fun great. surprise, you can leave it there. Uh, I can say, okay, so we've had Jonathan and we've had Joseph. Yes, uh, I will could, say... You could have Jordan. You. Um, I thought of another one before, but I forgot. George? Well, that's George was G. Jonathan's father. Oh, right, right, and right. And his son. Um, that's why I will that say was in it is head. all men except for one woman. Oh. There's one girl. Jojo. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know there was a woman. Yeah, there's one girl JoJo, and she's very cool and definitely a lesbian, and I love her. Okay, because I was going to say, you know, knowing anime, it could have gone the other way. It could have been really bad. I mean, it's still pretty bad. Okay. But I do I mean, still love question her. Is, how large are her breasts? Human-sized. Father. Uh, oh, okay. I, well, he's no. not asking. He's not asking for his own purposes. He's asking because oft times anime girls have titties that are larger than their entire torso. Uh, as well, I should say, as like American superhero comic. Yeah, um, that's true. They, too, they suffer so. from that too. Yeah, yeah, you know, she suffers from being a female character in a shonen series syndrome, which is to say, bad writing. Is but, this? I remember when you were watching the show with a friend and. I heard the two of you saying, you know, how women act. And is that <laughs> is that based on this female JoJo, or is that just kind of a, a theme that you it and this person had throughout the show? became a running joke for us through all of the female characters in JoJo, and then just sort of all of the female characters in every single anime we watch together. Because it's, it's true that manga written by men... I, I don't think they've ever spoken to a woman. Yeah, that was the impression that I was getting as well. Yeah. It's probably from all those segregated uh, boarding schools. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which I, I assume that all Japanese people go to because they're in all the uh, anime, but... I, I Actually, they, they, they don't know, I don't really watch a lot of anime. Almost everything takes place at public school. That's true. It just feels like like kind of like a segregated private school somehow. I don't know why. Uniforms? Yeah, maybe that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They're not. Uh, but um, yeah, I don't know how I got there. But yeah, anyway, I don't know. But I guess they, they, they go to the public schools, but still somehow they must not mix uh, properly or something. I don't know. I think it is. I don't know. It, it, it's like you said, it's a thing that happens in Western comics, too, is that the, the women are just there's only a couple kinds of women. There's sexy, dead, um, a couple, no, no thoughts, head empty. And that's about it. I like that you put dead in that category. Uh huh. Yeah, that's one of the only kinds of women. That's my favorite character trait in a person. Every every shonen protagonist's mom. Come on. Okay. <laughs> uh, I see where you're going with that. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Right. 
so yeah, we we kind of went off on a tangent here because you know we got through the the we got through what we had to say about the story a lot, but you no know, rules, okay. just JoJo. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> all right. So. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. You we're know. Quote the next one. Nice and late in the evening. Yeah. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Fate of Podcast, where I'll tweet sometimes. And I don't really think we have anything else to plug here at the end. So this has been Sono Podcast Nisadame, the fate of that podcast. The perfect family bonding activity. 